Today's episode is brought to you by Source Forensics. Are you looking for a video conversion service? Well, look no further because I got one for you. If you are looking for fast, efficient, and honest, Source Forensics is your go-to. Since 2003, they have been converting weddings, baptisms, sports, and other videos. They have become a reputable and well-known video conversion service. Their team is up for every job, managing projects with the skill and experience their clients have come to expect. They want their customers to be satisfied with their work, which is why they provide open communication channels throughout the duration of each project. Trust Source with all your precious memories stored on various legacy formats, VHS tapes, DVDs, CDs, mini DVDs, cassettes, old vinyl, and 35mm slides. Whatever the job is, they got you covered. Contact them at 401-203-5019. Again, that's 401-203-5019. Or visit their website at www.sourceforensics.com. Again, that's www sourceforensics.com now for our episode Welcome to the Roadie Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Marone, and I have a great interview for you guys today with Coach Kevin Lundrum. He is the head coach of Middletown High School Boys Basketball Team, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI sports-focused podcast where we deep dive into our local high school, colleges, and athletic programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. Welcome to the Roadie Runback episode 40. And I have a great interview for you guys today with Coach Kevin Lundrum. He is the head coach of Middletown High School for a boys basketball team. And Coach Lundrum talks about his time playing in college, how he got into coaching, taking over the Middletown uh, job, and and his years there, and much, much more. Just a great interview, just a great guy. He um, was actually the assistant coach to one of the uh, greatest coaches here in Rhode Island, Coach Saris. Um, just a lot of fun talking to him about what it was like coaching under under Coach Saris and then what he learned from him and to bring it over to Middletown High School. It's a great interview overall. But before we get into the interview, just two things, just an announcement. As you heard before that we started this episode, we are officially sponsored by Source Forensics. Awesome. I'm very excited to be working with them. I can't thank them enough for being a sponsor to the show and, uh, you know, you know, believing in the show and doing believing what we're doing. And, uh, you know, just very excited. And then on another announcement I have is starting next week actually um yeah the fourth uh well the third i think there's going to be a new show we're bringing to you guys it's going to be a going on a youtube channel it is just going to be a show where we will be focused on the high school sports uh you know we're going to build something here that's going to be a little bit different than usual um we're going to have some we're just 
gonna have a show it's gonna be we're gonna do our best to make it like a sports center for kids uh sports center for rhode island sports make it work for you guys um want your want the kids to tune in i want the kids to be able to watch you know watch the highlights get the top 10 plays all this stuff so just very excited to be able to get that going as well too so pay attention look be on the lookout for that on uh next sunday because it will also come out on uh you know on apple Podcasts. we'll still be doing the podcast still releasing the episodes uh might change something up a little bit here and there we'll see how well it goes um with everything but sunday if you want to watch the show as well we'll be posting it to other uh websites such as facebook and you know all that good stuff so yeah it's gonna be good we're very excited to get that started get that going it's just something i have had in my pocket for a couple months now um but very excited to get that out for you guys so but before we get into that episode two with coach lundrum i want to remind you guys that you can watch this episode on youtube uh you can also catch all our episodes on youtube just remember hit that share and subscribe button and if you can't get a chance to watch it, stay tuned here and just listen to here. And remember, hit that share, subscribe button, like, whatever you guys got to do. Thank you guys so much for listening, tuning in. Um, everything you do for us as the show, as a program, as you grow. Like, look, we got a sponsor now. So this is crazy. Uh, just exciting news overall of what's going on. But here is the episode with Coach Lendrum. All right, ready? Yep. All right. On today's show, I welcome on a very special guest. He is Coach Kevin Lundrum. He's the head coach of Milltown High School boys basketball team. Coach, how are you? Good, Jeff. How are you? Thank I'm you for doing, having me. Oh, of course. I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate appreciate your time and everything. Um, how are you doing during these uh, COVID times? Uh, it's a little tricky. Um, haven't been able to. Usually at this time, well, usually this time we're playing. Um, maybe injury fun by now. Um, maybe one league game by now and definitely practicing, but and, you know, weeks of open gym, maybe a month of open gym and, and workouts, but I, I haven't seen the kids at all. I have not seen them every now and then because you know, I teach the high school, so I see them walking in the halls, some of them. But we're like a 25-75 split right now, so most kids are home. So we only have 25% of the kids in the building at wow. one time, yeah. That's crazy. That's a, that's a, that's a good small amount of uh, <laughs> kids being in the building at once. It's a small school anyway, so yeah yeah that's 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 tough that's really tough i mean i know it's got to be weird how's it like how's the feeling of not starting basketball like right after like thanksgiving it's really bizarre because i'm usually i usually have so many hours in already just like looking at players and in certain situations and trying to see what you know any plays i can have for the current group because i try, just try to adapt to my personnel and who who i have um, and I still don't know who I'm going to have because there are kids who aren't, who aren't going to be playing. They've decided not to play. Um, as of right now, I got 15 players signed up to play and, uh, we might not have a JV. We might just do have a varsity, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. But it is very strange because usually after a Thanksgiving dinner, I'm, I, I get my, 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 my book out. I'm usually my dad's my assistant, one of my assistant coaches. So I'm usually with him and we break out stuff, start talking about stuff, but, uh, so, but not this year. Yeah, it's a, it's got, it's such a weird feeling. I, I feel, I, it's tough. I feel for you guys. Uh, you know, all your coaches out there are just, it's got to be just a different pace of things that you, you know, you get ready at Thanksgiving around that time. You're starting to get ready for a season, preparing, and then it's just a whole different world. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. Coach. I want to, I want to get, uh, you know, take a little bit of a step back before we 
get into your coaching career, I want to know when did you like really start to, you know, fall in love with the game of basketball and how'd you really get into it? I'd say in maybe ninth grade, I had, I had lived, um, I had grow, grew up in Newport until about fourth or fifth grade, uh, moved to Cape Cod. And then, and I was always into ma- mainly baseball, but when I came back here, I moved to go to Middletown. Uh, I started playing a lot of basketball and I really wasn't very good at first. And, uh, but I just, for some reason, it just took over from, from baseball and, uh, you know, played in high school. And that's really where I just started developing a passion for it and went to, um, went to Springfield College, played a little bit at Springfield College and really got to know a lot of the, um, you know, the coaches there and learning what I was starting to learn more about basketball as I was going on. I knew a little bit in high school, but not really a whole lot. Just like to go play, um, yeah. you know, and uh, I did a, a year of in, uh, school in England my junior year, played over there. Um, oh, that wow. was great. I scored a ton of points. They weren't very good in England. I'll, I'll, I'll tell, I'll give them that. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I just, I, I've loved it ever since. Just, uh, it's, it's been part of me since I was again, probably in eighth, I'd say eighth grade. That's wow. That's yeah. That's, that's a long time. I mean, and then they make the jump. And what was it like, you know, playing at Springfield and playing over in England? Like, what was like, what did you learn from playing it from high school to college? Well, I, I, in college, they expected you to, to know a lot of things about how to play. And I really didn't know how to play. And, and again, I, I was in Rhode Island, this, this small state, and I was a small forward, you know, a shooting guard, small forward here. And I get there and I'm like, well, and you know, they're division three now, but they were D2 when I was, when I was there. And I'm like, well, my small forward days are over my shooting, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to be a, you know, play, play point. And, uh, um, and then I went to, to over to England and it, it just tried to take, I had a bunch of friends over there who played as well. And um, a guy from New York that played with us and we would, we were getting like 150 a game. We were just absolute. Oh, we were just, it was, it was, it was insane. And, um, but uh, you know, in college, I, 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 they expected you to, to know more, than uh than i did and i in the, so at that time I, I i struggled a little bit i didn't really play uh a whole lot and um again most of my basketball knowledge comes from in the beginning anyway from from coach Saris. so that that's where uh almost all my basis the foundation of everything that i have um comes from him oh oh wow that's that's awesome and and yeah. how did you make that decision to get into coaching after you like had finished up college and like, what was there like something that you always want to do? Or was that like an underlying? Well, I, I, I wasn't sure. Um, I, I, my senior year, I was playing intramurals and I, um, for, uh, we were up by like 30 with two seconds left. And my friend said, let's throw, let's throw you an alley-oop from out of bounds with two seconds left. I said, okay. So we tried it. I jumped up in the air. I got undercut. And um, I taught, landed on my heel, tore my ACL, tore all kinds of stuff. And that was in the, you know, maybe 1989. So they didn't have the technology back then wasn't that great. So my, my knee was done. My basketball playing was, you know, I still played every now and then, it, but it was night and day compared to the way I used to play compared. And um, so I still wanted to stay involved in basketball. And when I graduated, um, there was a middle school up there that needed a, um, a, a coach for the eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade team. So I said, all right, I graduated. I'll, I'll come back up and, um, and, uh, and coach the team. And I really started to enjoy it. 
And then um, I came home that year after my, my that, that year I graduated and then, and then the following year coaching the middle school team. And, and Jim Saris's mentor, John Dias, who coached at Rogers for a hundred years in Portsmouth and Exeter West Greenwich. He said, well, why don't you come over to URI? We're gonna do, uh, he's running the URI camp. Um, why don't you come on over? So I said, okay. So that summer I went over there and worked there and uh, he said, why don't you ask Saris if you can be his assistant coach? So I did and here I am 800 years later, I'm still doing it. <laughs> the rest is history from there. The is history. <laughs> so you, were you with coach Saris for all 20, almost 26 years of his career? At- no, uh, I was with him. For 20. For 20? Yep. And what's it like learning from, uh, you know, a coach like like Coach Harris, who's, you know, I think he was awarded like a legend award from the IRL. Yeah. He's still, in my mind, he's still the, the you know, if if not the best, one of the top couple of coaches that I've ever seen. It doesn't matter if it's college, pro, um we he made a lot of connections uh when he was when he was coaching and you know i went with him we we would go and and uh we would have you know chalk and talk sessions with lennon hamilton one year down in from the uh, florida state coach we've done a five-star in pittsburgh he took us out to eat we were just you know hanging around with him and um it, it just uh just the whole environment really uh, I was enthralled with the, the whole environment. When the Celtics came to Newport, when Martino first coached, um, we were one of our players. His dad was the uh, commander on the base. So the new Navy base is where the Celtics were practicing. That was when Antoine Walker, uh, Chauncey Billups, when they were like rookies, you know, and uh, went there. I, I wasn't teaching yet. I went there every single day. Saw double sessions. Was listening to Patino do a chalk and talk and trying to show how Kentucky pressed and how the Celtics can press and I took like 87 pages of notes on Patino's press and uh just ate it up it's just uh you know and but Saris is, was uh, a huge factor in, in my growth and development as, as as a basketball player coach I'm sorry basketball coach that's that's awesome that's really cool and what was it like to be also at those Celtic camps and like learning from Patino and those double sessions and everything like that I know you said you wrote like 87 notes but what was it like being there and everything it was it was fantastic I had I, the very their very first practice was eight o'clock in the morning and so I show up I've got a, a, a pass to get in they don't not, not allowing anybody else in so I go in and it's the Celtics Patino maybe all, all the assistant coaches, the trainers in me. And, and, and he, he, he wheels out one of those old TVs, like a V8 with a VHS. So he wants to show um, a highlight reel of Kentucky pressing. He's trying to tell the Celtics that they can win by pressing in the NBA. He's trying to convince them. So they're all sitting in these metal bleachers and I'm sitting in the back. It's the, all the Celtics in me. And I'm just, I'm just like, what is going on? Like, this is just, sort of surreal it was just but it was an unbelievable experience um just to watch how they operate and watch how they do different things and um yeah it was it was fantastic that's so cool that that's that's got to be such a cool experience it's a once in a time experience to the oh yeah part of a celtics practice and uh the rick see rick patino work and work with his team did the, is that the did antoine play for Rick Pitino at that time too before that at kentucky and it, yeah it was oh antoine was question i don't know if antoine was with him at kentucky or not 
I think it wasn't, it was Antoine was in his second year. Oh, was he? Okay. It was Ron Mercer. Ron Mercer played for um, him at, at Kentucky. Okay. And Chauncey Billups. Chauncey and Mercer were, were rookies that year. Oh, all and right. Purvis Ellison, I don't know if you remember Purvis Ellison, but he, yeah. was, he was there and never nervous. Coach, Coach, Paterno, Coach Patino was not fond of Purvis Ellison. Really? No. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I won't say, I won't say what he said, but he was not fond of Purvis Oh, Ellison. man. <laughs> so from all those experiences that you, you know, you've had, um, and then what was your decision to go to Middletown and like how to create your culture and program there? Well, uh, you know, 20 years learning under uh, Saris, it was, you know, I was ready to go. Um, I had applied for the Middletown job maybe, uh, maybe 15 years. I've been doing this a long time. In the late 90s, I think I applied for it and um, they gave it to somebody else. And I, I knew I wasn't ready then. I had only been coaching for a couple of years. I knew I was really, I really wanted it. Um, and I knew that I, unless the Middletown job opened up again, I was going to stay at Rogers. I had been, you know, we had been successful there. I, I have, you know, the Mike Newsom, the head coach there now. We're great friends. Frank Newsom, the football coach. We've, we, have, we have a great bond and um, that, that continues to this day. Same thing with, with Coach Saris and myself. Um, but when the job opened up, I'm like, this is like my only chance. And, uh, you know, just to see what I can do. If I can't do it, then I can't do it. But I've, I've always been pretty confident that, that I kind of know what I'm doing on the basketball court as a coach. And uh, so I was like, and, and people were telling me, why would you want to go to Middletown? Why would you want to, they've lost for, uh, you know, a hundred years in a row. And uh, I was like, well, I knew what they had coming in. Um, I knew they had some kids in the middle school that were unbelievably athletic and their JV team was really good. So I was like, let's do it. That's awesome. And what was it like when you came in? Like you said, they had lost for a lot, like a long time. Like, what's it like to create your own culture and to bring in your coaching philosophy? Uh, at first, I wasn't sure how it was going to be accepted. Um, I knew the kids, a lot of the kids I knew, but I came right in in the middle of their summer league. Like the summer league had been going on. I got hired as coach. So I show up at the next summer league game and they're like, they kind of like looking like, why, why are you here? And I'm like, well, I'm shedding red and black because, uh, you know, I had been teaching. So they knew who I was because I was, I was a teacher, but I wasn't in the school. I was teaching at an alternate learning program, but they knew who I was. And uh, but I just I think I just I don't know. I, I, I won them over somehow. Uh, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure how. The one thing that I can I can say that that you know, we started off that first year that I coached there. I, I was at first, I was like, I don't know how this is going to play out. Cause we were two and eight, my first 10 games. And uh, we were playing at Prout and we lost by like 57 points. And uh, in the locker room, I literally like, I like broke down and I cried. I'm like, what? Like, I didn't know what was going on. Like what, what was going to happen? And, and you no, know, maybe I'm not cut out for this. And, but you know, we just plugged at it and got after it and got after it. And we played proud again later in the, they ended up winning the division three championship that year. We played them later in the year at home. You know, we lost by 40 something in the first game and then we won by 13 or 15 at home. Wow. So we finished the year like seven and four and made the playoffs. And, you know, by that time, the kids were kind of like, okay, if I play hard, you're going to play me. And if I don't play hard, I'm not going to play. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the, that's the main thing is just, 
I don't know, somehow I, I, I try to get them to play as hard as they can. And I will accept the occasional bad shot if you are like, you know, playing like Marcus Smart, like all the time. Like that's my goal is I want guys to really get after it. And uh, so. Yeah, that's, that's great. I think that's awesome. I think that's also really cool that like, I would definitely take a Marcus Smart on my player, any on my team anytime. Like, just, oh, you know, yeah, the way he plays and the move and the plays that he makes is such an energy. He's just a big energy guy, and he can hit. Sometimes he makes his shots, but his defense is impeccable. Oh, it's phenomenal! It's it's crazy. Uh, and coach, what is there like? Has there been a game or something that really sticks out to you from your time at, uh, coaching? Over over the 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 entire time. Um... Or recent time. We'll go gotta, with the, a time at middle, your time with Middletown. All right. Yeah. Um, in 2018, we were um, in the open tournament and I had been, you know, I, I've been very lucky. I've had kids who can play for, you know, a good stretch of time. And, you know, so it's a combination. I think I get them to work hard. I know basketball and I had some kids who were, who were pretty, who were pretty good for, you know, Rhode Island basketball. And so we had played the open tournament four or five times um, in my first, you know, seven or eight years at Middletown. And we hadn't won a game yet. We had lost to Hendrickson. We were close for a while. Same thing with LaSalle, Mount Pleasant. You know, we're playing the, the heavy hitters of Rhode Island basketball. Yeah. So in 2018, we were the 12 seed and we were playing um, North Kingstown was the five seed. So back and forth game for the most part. In the second half, they made a big run, and all of a sudden, they're up 12 points with about five and a half minutes left to go. Um, I sub in this kid who hasn't played in like three games. Um, he hits back-to-back threes. We go on a 13-0 run to end the game, and we, we upset North Kingstown like 48-47 in the first round. It was just – it was unbelievable. It was just unbelievable. Wow. We're such a small school. We're like the 43rd, you know, size school in the state, you know, something like that for boys anyway, somewhere in that range. What, so what, how many, uh, how many kids are in your school first and then we'll get back to that? Five, five something like total boys and girls. Wow. That's crazy. That's maybe maybe six. I'd say there's about average of about 300 boys, maybe. Oh, wow. That's like for all grades, right? Yeah. For ninth to 12, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's that's that is a small school. <laughs> that was a big that was a big win, and it was just a you know for the kids to experience that, and then after that we went to CCRI and Warwick to play in the in the quarterfinals, and it was like oh it's on the, the radio, and it, it's you know it was more it felt like you know big time, and and the kids even though we lost that semifinal our quarterfinal game, it doesn't matter. So. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. That's so cool that you're able to you know be a big school and especially in North Kingston, that's just very, you know, well-known for being one, you know, the top school. Oh, yeah. What was the atmosphere? Like, were you guys home or away? Were you? It was um, in a neutral court. It was in Coventry. So it was kind of a neutral, neutral court. Saris was there. He was actually doing the color on the, on the uh, WADK radio oh, right. for Bob Angel. Yeah. So he was there doing the color commentating for the game. Um, it was mostly North Kingstown fans because North Kingstown's closer to, to Coventry than Middletown. Plus, they're a bigger school. Yeah. Um, and my my daughter, it was funny. My daughter graduated from NK that year. She was in the in the assistant coach was her uh, AP bio teacher. So she she went into school that day and and talked a little junk to the AP 
bio teacher, <laughs> just joking around and stuff, but it was, it was pretty funny to say that she did that. That's awesome. That's such a, that's such a great win. And that's so like cool to feel that feeling to go on top. And what was it like to play at CCRI, like in that next final game? And I know you guys didn't win, but what's that atmosphere like to go onto that? That, that place is, is fantastic. It's, it's, it's a, it's a very tough place to shoot the depth from and, and, and behind the basket. Yeah. So big that, and uh, we jumped out on fire. We, we hit like five threes in the first three or four minutes. We were up 13 to two um against um cumberland cumberland had you know had uh tyler cole who who's at george mason playing right now one of the best best players to ever come out of rhode island maybe yeah um so he he started playing i mean we ended up losing by about 10 or 12 i think but uh it, the environment was great just to get them there and um you know to play in that big court was 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 fun it was good that's awesome that's really cool and now what about last year was there anything that really stuck out to you last year and then like how did COVID affect you guys last year as well uh, well, COVID didn't affect us at all because we ended the season fairly early. Um, last year was not, to, to put it mildly, if you were to say record-wise, last year was not uh, not a good year. Um, at one point, we were 0-20. Oh, wow. Year. Yeah. But uh, we it, it, had, it quite possibly could have been my most memorable, most enjoyable season because not once did they – the kids point fingers not once did they get down on themselves not once did they stop working hard not they didn't you know what i mean they stayed together as a group and uh so we had two games left in the season we we were at narragansett you know another really good team another really good program um and then we were home against juanita sanchez i think and uh so we went to narragansett and um close game and and we just hit it our hit our shots did everything we had to do stuck together and and fought like they've been fighting all year long and came away with a win that's and, awesome yeah that, that was like even you know you know that this the playoff wins are, are great but these guys want i mean because i don't know i get i'm an emotional guy i'm an emotional emotional coach so they they see you know they see the emotion and the stuff that i that i pour into it I, and I don't, it's, if I break down, if I cry in front of them, it doesn't matter to me. It just, it happens. And uh, they were really excited to get, to get that win. And just to, just to get that off their backs. Cause they had, we were up 17, one game earlier in the year and we lost in overtime and had a that close game with Prout and lost and a couple other close games that we lost and, but they didn't give up. And that's really, you know, what it's all about. And, you know, it was really, it was enjoy. It really was to go one and 21. To say that was a memorable season, uh, it really was. That's awesome. That's so cool. And that, I mean, that, and that's great that your kids never give up and they keep fighting. They didn't get down on each other during a tough, a tough season. But you know, and it's awesome that you were able to end it on like almost pretty much end it on a positive note, being a yeah. being a really good team. And it just says a lot about how you coach your players, coach. Obviously, you coach them well when they play hard, and you know, and to have an enjoyable season, even being 0 20, it means you guys still had fun and we're still have fun yeah, with that. No, we we had a lot of fun, and all credit goes to them because I could talk to them blue in the face and say, "Come on, we got to work hard. Come on, guys, you can do it, guys." I mean, but if they like, yeah, whatever, coach. You know what I mean? Like, but th- it's not going to happen. So you know, all the credit to the kids that 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 we had last year to to be able to. Be like, you know what? You know the seniors that we have. Listen, this is our last go round. Let's let's just fight. Let's just 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 go and have some fun. That's great. That's awesome. That that's that's awesome. It says a lot about you. the kids are buying in and believing 
believe in their coach and believe in each other and their system. And no matter how, what, what, what the score or the outlook of the season looks like. Yeah. I, I tell them all the time, every game at halftime, I write it's zero. The score is zero, zero, always like it's zero, zero at the start of the game. It's zero, zero at halftime. doesn't matter who's ahead, how much you're ahead or whatever. And, you know, I always say like, I'm, I'm going to coach the kids in the game, but say we're up 30 in the end of the game. I'm going to coach the kids in the game. Like, I coached the game in the first half because, you know, they're there. They deserve to be, to be coached. We're not going to run the score up or whatever, but we're going to, you know, I'm going to expect you to, you know, get after the loose ball or, or get the rebound or, you know, rotate on defense. And, you know, if you don't, then you're going to hear it. I don't care what the score is, but they, and they know that. And they, I think they appreciate that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It means you're not, you know, no matter what the score is, if you're down or up 30, so you're not coasting either way. You want to still yeah. have those kids have teachable moments yep. to bring it back to Celtics. I mean, I remember Doc Rivers was doing that when the Celtics were having that bad year in 06. He was still coaching the young guys and never stopped coaching, never yeah. coached. I remember Tommy Heinsohn, you know, pointing that out and stuff like that. And I think that's always important with a coach. I think no matter what, you still coach. You don't stop coaching no matter what the situation is. Yep. That's really, that's really cool. Uh, now, we had talked about this uh, off air a little bit, but what was it like? in 2015 to have that run to that championship game? Whoa, that, that was, well, we had just made the move up to division two from division three. Mm-hmm. And um, the step up is, is, is pretty intense. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's, it's Rhode Island high school basketball. So we don't have a whole lot of schools in the state, but you know, the jump up is pretty, pretty intense. And um, it started at Rogers, the last game of the year I think um and what my my one of my point guards he came down we were down six he comes down and hits a three no we were down three no we were down four he comes down and hits a three to put us down one we call a timeout the six seconds left they get the ball in bounds we foul the kid is two free throws so now we're down three again with about four seconds left we quickly inbounds the kid who hit the first three takes two dribbles over half court and launches it like, and it wasn't a chuck. It was a nothing but net at the buzzer. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, um, and then we were down one in overtime with maybe 15 seconds left. And in that six, four point guard that I had, his dad was the last thousand point scorer at Rogers, Randy Butler for, um, for Corsairs. He steals inbounds pass, goes in for a layup at the buzzer to win. Wow. And then we played our in, in-home rival, uh, Portsmouth at home. And I, my gym is like, I don't know if you've ever been to middle. Well, you've been there. You've yeah, I've been there. Yeah, it, yeah. It's so small yeah. that when you get a, a rivalry game there, it's, uh, it's, you can't hear a thing. You can't, it's, the acoustics are out of control. So we're playing Portsmouth the next town over in, in the playoff game. They have Chris Herring was a freshman. You know, Chris is now San Diego, I think, playing out in San Diego. Yeah. Boston College or whatever. So he's playing, he's a freshman and, and the place is unbelievable. It's rocking. And we, so we end up with beating them by 10. Then we go to East Greenwich to play them. They had beat us by 10 earlier in the year. We beat them by about nine. Then we go to uh, Roger Williams for the semifinals to play Narragansett. My point guard who hit those two threes, he gets ejected in the first half. So he doesn't, he does, he can't play the rest of the game, but the six, four point guard kind of took over. My big man took over and, uh, we won that game, went to the championship game against North Providence, but 
North Providence hadn't lost a, a Division II game in two years. Wow. They were like 22-0. They were like 22-0 the year before. Same, same five guys. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, they, they, they killed us. Oh, without, without, without one of my best players, um, I hope that would have maybe helped a little bit, because but they, we just didn't, we didn't have, we played our worst when we, we had to play our best. But that was, that was at Brown. Yeah. Um, so that was just a great run that our in, in, uh, kids talk about that to this day. I see them all, all the time and they, they still talk about that little run that we had there. That's so cool. Even though I, it's funny how like that stuff, even though you guys didn't win a championship, just like how it sticks with them, like you know, oh, run yeah. or, or beating like a big team, like, you know, those kids would be talking about the beating North Kingston or beating uh, Narragansett for like the longest time. It's funny, like how those things, those, you know, the, their pauses, they, they could be negatives on the season, but sometimes there's pauses that always stick out. Absolutely. That's, that's so Absolutely. cool. Now, what's it like with those those three schools? Because it's you guys, Middletown, Portsmouth, and Rogers. Like, what's the, those games like when you guys play against each other? Nuts. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are so close to each other, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if, if we're closer to Portsmouth or Rogers, but, I mean, there's always been talk the last few years of having – well, a few years ago, they wanted to have one island school. It would have been, been an enormous school, and it would have been – phenomenal phenomenal athletically yeah um, but it's been it's been shut down a couple of different times but like rogers gym is huge and portsmouth's gym is huge so it's not as noisy at those places so when they come to to middletown it's such a everybody comes like it's they can't last year or two years ago when we were playing portsmouth and the uh, the, the gym was at capacity before the tip of the jv game they couldn't they couldn't allow any more players in they, any more people any more fans in the game it was stand, it was standing room in the entire the entire place. That's crazy. So yeah. that, that's that's wild to be a part of that. So like, <laughs> and the JVs don't usually get to. Usually, there's no one there for the JVs. So they're in a game now with all of a sudden there's like, you know, 500 people in the gym, and they'll it, it was it was a good experience for them too. But yeah, no, it's great. You know, OG, I've known Joe OG at Portsmouth for a long time, and uh, Mike Newsom again. Um, I was at Rogers when Mike was playing. That's how long I've been doing it, and. Uh, you know, they're good friends of mine, you know, yeah. and especially the Rogers guys. And uh, so, you know, there's a great respect between all three of us. And uh, we have good games some years. We are good and they're not as good and vice versa. And But and throw Tiverton in the mix, too. Tiverton's a good yeah, rivalry. I was, just, I was just thinking about that. Tiverton's right yep. there, too. Yeah, that's right. And their gym's pretty small, too, from what I remember. Their gym is small. Yeah, that place gets loud, too. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. I, I think that's so cool that you guys are all, like, so close so those games must be a lot of fun like i feel like those games are all like being so close to all those rivalry games yeah it's it you know my 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 dad was has been my assistant coach for the 10 years i've been at, at middletown and he graduated from rogers in 19 in 1962 and he's um so every time we go there and play and he comes with me like you know his teams are on the in the hallway on the with the with the um you know the team pictures and things like that so he likes to go out there and, and uh you know, he's got, you know, my mom, both my parents graduated from Rogers. So there's a lot of family, you know, in Newport. And so it's always good. That's, it's always fun. That's, that's so, that's so much fun. Now, what's your, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but like what's your outlook for the upcoming season this year with like COVID and have you guys heard about anything about starting or anything like that? Uh, we were supposed to start on the 14th, uh, which is today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, now, once the pause got continued, I think we, there, there is a chance we we 
like I was asked my AD, does that mean we're going to start like January 4th when we come back from vacation? Yeah. She said, Not necessarily. So maybe there's a chance we get to maybe do either tryouts or start next week um, or maybe after Christmas. I'm not 100% certain. And again, I don't even know how many people are coming out with them. I'm going to have two J, uh, JV and a varsity or just a varsity or... Um, yeah, and they're saying I think like maybe eight to ten league games is what they're trying to yeah trying to say. And uh, either way, I've talked to some of the kids and especially the seniors. They're like, I don't care if we have to wear three masks. I just I just want to get out there and just just do something and and, and just just play. And uh, I think that's pretty much across the board. Most people. And I, I was reading the regulations that were sent out the other day, um, the new ones from Rill about what we have to do for the games. It's uh it's pretty intense. It's what, you know, they, I guess they're switching to four quarters now. Um, you got to use two basketballs. I think, I guess one for the first and third quarter and another one for the second and fourth. And then oh, really sanitize the ball in between quarters. Um, yeah. Not like this, a bunch of things. Like you're not allowed to sub, you're not allowed to meet at the scorer's table to go in. You got to do one at a time, no matter how many, if you sub 10 play, if 10 players are being subbed, you got to go one at a time, I think. So wow. he's got to have an electric whistle, I guess. Um, uh, so there's a lot of new things. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even sure about practice. Like how, if we're going to be allowed to, you know, go five on five, or do we have to like, does every kid have to have their own ball? I might do that. Just put their initials on the ball and you're responsible for this ball. And I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be, it's, I mean, this whole thing is going to be an interesting season with everything that's going on. I, I, and like I said, I feel bad for, like I've mentioned this before with other people, I just feel bad for seniors. I hope they can get their, their senior year in that they, they need, you know, I mean, I would never want my, 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 my season to end because of a pandemic or anything. Like yeah. That. I know. I can't imagine. I, I'd be itching to, to get out there and, and, you know, and do something and get after it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it works out for you guys. Hopefully, you know, for everyone out there, you guys can get some sort of season. But that's interesting with all the new rules and everything like that. So that's yeah. way different. That's going to be way different. I mean, the subbing thing is very interesting too. And I wonder if you guys have to play with mask on. Are the kids want to play with mask on as well? No, they are. As far as, as, far as I know. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I know. Um, so the soccer teams had to wear masks during their season. Yeah. Um, and as of right now, yeah, you have to. Which is, I think, it's going to be. It's a. I think it's a lot harder because basketball is such a small confined space and you are constantly moving like a lot of time i mean i know soccer there's a lot of running but there's a lot of times where you're standing still because the ball's at the other end of the field and you're yeah. the, you're the keeper or you're the sweeper or something and you're not down there so you don't have to run basketball non-stop you're pressing you score you press you get back you know you're i don't know it's just going to be a whole i don't know I really yeah don't. I mean, kids are gonna have to bring like two or three masks, like, yeah, just to, just to be at the game. Like, you have to, yeah. everyone's gonna need one because you're gonna sweat. I think those kids are gonna sweat right through them as well. Sweat, absolutely, sweat yeah, right yeah. through. Yeah, I spoke to um, one kid, Parker Mason. He was saying that too. He's like, I had to go for like three or four masks in a game. Like, you have to like bring one for each quarter or something like that. So, oh wow! Yeah, where's where's he right now? He's at Rocky Hill County Day School, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and then he actually just committed to Babson, I think. Okay. Yeah. So he's a good kid. He was very, yeah, yeah very personal. Him and Jory had came on and then we were talking for a little bit with that. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so that was cool. But 
Coach, I got one last question for you. I'm gonna wrap it up. Favorite thing to do outside of basketball? Uh, well, if I'm not, I have my my kids. They're not really kids anymore. My daughter's 20. She's at Rhode Island College, and my son is a senior. He's he's uh, lives here with me. And uh, so, outside of things with them, I I play a lot of poker, and uh, I I play a ton of chess. I play chess not like nonstop. Wow. Did you watch that show, The Queen's Gambit? Because of oh that? yeah, I started that. That's a fantastic show. Is it? Yeah. I, I started it just actually a couple days ago. I thought it was pretty good for my first two episodes yeah. I watched. So. Yeah, it's good. How'd you get into chess? Uh I started when I was teaching at the Middletown has an alternate learning program for like like they did for like behavioral kids. And we would have it, we would use it a lot as like a and, and like um if they were done with their work, they could take one, uh, a board game out and play, you know? So I started playing there a little bit. And then when I came over to the high school to teach the high school, um, some of the kids were looking for a mentor for a chess club. So I said, all right, I'll do it. So we started a chess club and other kids donated boards and stuff. So I've got a ton, I've got like eight to 10 boards and pieces in my, in my classroom. And then I just started really really enjoying it and then once I, I downloaded this um app that i play on called chess heroes and you play against people from all around the world and these people are really good and if you don't get better you're gonna get hammered so um i started getting better and i'm pretty good but it's still there are people that are just like oh my goodness that's <laughs> like, wow that's so cool. I yeah, I, I can only imagine. I mean, I played chess and checkers online a couple of times. I got got my butt handed to me a couple of times because I don't I don't do it a lot. But like, if I had the opportunity to play, and it's crazy how good people are at, yeah. at the game itself. Uh, that's awesome that you play. That's that's really cool. It's it's definitely different for sure. But I haven't played chess in a while. I might have to get back into it. <laughs> no, it's 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 very good for the creative mind to try to. In, in my mind, it, I don't know, they, they say it, Bill, you know, the more you do those things as you get older, the more it keeps your brain sharp and keeps you focused. And uh, yeah, that's cool. That's so cool. Well, coach, that's all I have for you today. Any questions or anything you have for me before uh, the silver? No, uh, Jeff, this is fantastic. I'm glad you glad you had me on and I'm glad you get to uh, chat with uh, Coach Saris tomorrow night. I think that that's going to be fantastic as well. Uh, he knows everything about the game of basketball. So so pick, pick his brain, then get whatever you want. Any good stories that you bring up to him? Um, you can you can you can bring up the time when when I was telling you about the Celtics when they were in town. Um, Rick Pitino, one there was a night practice, and Pitino invited everyone who was there to the Mudville Pub near near Cardine's Field, which was owned by Kevin Stakem, an ex-Celtic. So the entire Celtics organization went down there. Myself and Jim Saris went down there, and that's when Patino was talking about Purvis Ellison. He was like, so he's sitting there, they're having drinks, and Bobby Kremens, the coach of Georgia Tech's down there, and he was hilarious. He's the, the thick New York accent. He's just like buying buffalo wings and <laughs> just like, I don't know. It was a really, you know, the the general manager of the Celtics, everyone was there, all the coaches. It was just a unbelievable experience so jim and jim and i were there we were just soaking it up that's so cool that's gotta be yeah. awesome yeah i'll definitely bring that up to him tomorrow yeah, when i talk to him yeah because uh, i'm pretty excited for that interview as well too to 
speak with him and see everything. But I can't thank you enough, Coach Lundrum. I, it means a lot to me for you guys to come on the show and make time for me. And we'll definitely have to do this again once the season gets going or if you have some time. Sounds good. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it very much. No problem, Coach. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Thanks. All right. That was my interview with Coach Lendrum, the head coach of the Middletown High School boys team. Just a great interview with him. Had a lot of fun. Really enjoyed our conversation. Very excited for Wednesday's episode as well, too, because I have a great one. The legend himself, that uh, the former coach of Rogers High School, Coach Jim Saras. Awesome interview with Coach Jim Sears. Just a lot of fun. Really enjoyed our interview. Uh, crazy. The guy's crazy connected with a bunch of college coaches. And just his knowledge is unbelievable. Like, listen to him talk was mo- more motivating for me. Um, you know, you know, makes you want to motivate. It makes you want to just keep playing and keep doing what you're doing um, and grow as a person. And just he's just an awesome dude. Uh, so just great, great interview with Coach Saris, and I'll be on the lookout for that one on Wednesday. I hope you guys had a safe Christmas as well, too, and we will see you on Wednesday.